Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We have a right, our First Amendment rights, we can express them peaceably. And that is, sir, what we are doing here. For parents with kids too young to be vaccinated, surround your kids with people who are vaccinated. Who have made me care. When I go into a supermarket with my children, people harass them about wearing masks. What you are doing today is discussing not moving the goalposts, but removing them. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. A lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020, said Joe Biden today. What was that sigh exactly? <laughs> what was that sigh exactly about? I was just thinking back to the beginning of 2020 and how there were reasons to be hopeful, but they didn't pan out mostly. <sighs> I'll ask you not to sigh like that. <laughs> All right. All right. What a day. What a day. Alice, you are. Looking at the newest member of a little web community I call Getter. Oh, yeah? You've joined Getter? You got on Getter? Thomas Shattuck got on Getter. Exactly right. Me and my buddy Joe Rogan, both Massachusetts mass holes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Did you tweet about it and tag Getter on in your tweet to see if they would retweet you so that people would think you are more famous than you are? No. Is that a thing? I mean, yes. Like, they tend to retweet people. Like, because they like oh you know show I'm, that- I'm an important blue check mark in it. yeah so maybe they'll like think you're really important and they'll retweet it like it's and a big deal that you're on getter it is a big deal else <laughs> I have many thousands of Twitter followers should I call up like page six or something many and stakeholders let them know are that- very interested I'm what they call I believe an influencer <laughs> okay well by the way you gotta get cracking on that locals okay page. I uploaded something today I, my stuff is I do more actual like Locals-y stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Videos and things. 
Um, and then for um, for Instagram, I um, I've mostly been using that for the hounds. I think. Well, and in my your TikTok, my oh, yep, yeah, my TikTok. That's right. TikTok is for the chickens. Mm-hmm. So. You got a lot of social media to keep up with. I do. All right. So some of those things that you heard, by the way, it was Joe Biden. I don't even know why would they would put him out there today if he's going to say, as he was saying almost a year ago, this is largely a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, it's also at that point in time, it was largely true. Like when people right. first got the vaccine, a lot of them that didn't then get COVID for a while. But the single story to come out of Omicron is that all the vaccinated boosted people have now gotten COVID. Right. Literally all of them. They're all on Twitter talking about it. Somebody should let Joe know because they all have it. Now, it is true. It is true. If you look at hospitalization data, you do have a much better chance of not winding up in an ICU or in the hospital if you are vaccinated, which is fine. People still have the right to choose whether or not they get vaccinated. That's fine. But it's not true that only unvaccinated people are getting sick anymore. No. It's just not true at all. No, which it's- is why you see this uh, large scale uh, <coughs> epiphany on behalf of the media, because the uh, left media is saying, oh, wait a second. We who did all the right things, we, we too were stricken by this. So perhaps it's not a um, it's not a uh, moral declaration about our souls. Yeah, there's been a few tweet threads where people are mm-hmm. like, "How do I deal with the guilt of the fact that I got COVID? How do I explain to myself deep down it's not a moral failing because I really was feeling like only bad people get COVID." Oh, totally! Isn't that great? <laughs> Isn't it? So that's what's happening. By the way, I talked to VB today. He has it. Did I tell you that? Uh, no, you didn't tell me that, but I believe he's it. got it. And all the boys in the family got it. The girls don't. I feel like all the boys in our family got it, and me. Right. All the real men in the house. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> My goodness. Um, so we all got this round of sickness. And, and last time I got COVID at the end of January 2020, it was me and all three boys also. And then I think you got it after, but more mildly. I had pneumonia last January right. 2020. The, in, in 2020, I had, I had a... a big chest cold that gave me a laryngitis right and i could barely speak and i met with the president of umass um lowell at the time mm-hmm. and gave them all COVID. i'm sure i did <laughs> i'm sure i did because i was i they, i was barely audible in like choking there in the room with them right. it was like a meet and greet and um and it was it was just but no- it was before it was the before times when people weren't Afraid of getting together when right. you were sick and you were expected to show up at this meeting. But and I, you well, wouldn't I had have blown been it able, off a few times. And you wouldn't have been able to call out to it, though. It was like right. this meeting that you were supposed to be at and I'm sick wasn't going to cut it. Like nowadays, if you said I'm sick and I'm coughing and sneezing, they wouldn't want you at the meeting. But in this particular case, like and it is interesting, like how much it's changed in that time. Yeah. But I mean, I'm almost certain that was COVID because mm. that was 
technically before COVID was here. And I apologize to those of you who've heard me tell this story before. But By the way, your voice is uh, going again, Alex. I know. It's, I call I'm a, fading. You are what I call a long hauler. I'm fading. But I had a lot of meetings today and I had homeschooling kids today in various forms. And I just the last hour or so have had yelling at the kids. So I got my cup of tea now because my voice is going again. Um, but but uh, anyway, so in January 2020, we were getting our house worked on uh, to get rid of the lead. And the lead inspector kept failing the house because she is demon possessed or something. I don't know. She's like the worst Remember, person Remember, that was going to be the big Earth. thing we talked about, Alice. That was our huge project to talk about that entire injustice. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic came. Right. So anyway, but so we were in a hotel and we had to keep extending our hotel stay in this long term stay hotel because our house kept failing the reinspection. She kept finding little specks of lead dust places or whatever. And so we were in this hotel and I got pneumonia and I ha- I ran a fever of like 101 for like two plus weeks. It was an uncontrollable fever, like wouldn't go down with medications and i was driving the kids to the school bus stop 20 minutes each way every morning what a suck time that was i was and i like couldn't sleep at night i would it was terrible and i was like coughing so hard i was throwing up and then i so then finally i went back to urgent care because they tested me for flu and i didn't have the flu and i went back and they were like oh now you have pneumonia they did the x-ray and i had like a full lung full of pneumonia and james had it too and then anson and cyril also got pneumonia and then we were all on antibiotics and whatever it went away but but it was like they say something cryptic like we're not quite sure it's not the flu when you had the flu Well, yeah so they said they said it wasn't the flu right they did a flu test and it wasn't the flu and then like i subsequently then took the kids to the pediatrician because they were all getting sick and she listened to their lungs and they had pneumonia too and she was like this is so weird because normally pneumonias like aren't this contagious you know everybody Mm. gets the cold but like somebody with a weakened immune system or an old person it'll turn into pneumonia because it weakens your lungs or whatever and she's like normally it's not like a whole household all gets pneumonia that's like weird right but you know, considering the timing that it was the end of January 2020 and we were in a hotel where there were lots of international people in and out of that hotel, I tend to think that was probably COVID. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of think so, too. And we were at the buffet breakfast with all the international people every morning God, in the end of January Alice. 2020. I think I they were like Germans and stuff. <laughs> Aryan phobe. So here's uh, Joe Biden today. Continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. And for patients who still haven't gotten your kids vaccinated, please get them vaccinated. Dude, shut up. Look out for their interest here. It's the best way to protect them. It, that is so dispiriting right. to imagine that that's what they came up with. Ron Klain and Saki and all those came up. This is what we'll to have them to say. And in fact, Biden just says, yep, I'll say that sounds good. Stop it with the vaccination of the unvaxxed. Stop it with kids need to get vaccinated. They don't. Right. You know what? Uh, He could get tests out there. It is remarkable to me that I don't have the ability to do something that is a test that I can see if I ever had COVID and when. That I don't have some kind of uh, uh, interface that I'm doing that. That we don't have... 500 tests around this house and um and and the good mass right i want to be able to buy them in a box of 50 from amazon i don't want to hear anything about buying alice we've spent four trillion dollars in the last two years 
you'd figure if the thing about the pandemic is the pandemic, then we'd get pandemic stuff for our money. But yeah, no. they wouldn't be having school committee meetings in Connecticut where they're having the students vote on how to spend pandemic right. money on puppy dogs or right. whatever. I mean, for I mean, this is that's because we are I, not a serious country. We're not a serious country. We're absolutely so full bore about this pandemic. And then, well, George Floyd's protest. Go ahead, be a party, 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 pandemic again. Pandemic. We're absolutely serious about this until you go out and get caught busted. You know, partying and hanging out with your friends and Obama's. It's like, it, it, we're not. We're not a serious country. This is not. We're too dumb in this year of 2020, 2021, 2022. We're too stupid. We think we're smarter than ever. We're more stupid than we have ever been. Probably because we have uh, smartphones, etc. Mm-hmm. The people in 1920 in the United States had just been through a world war, or were still finishing up a world war at the time, um, and were used to maladies and black swan events, and life was still tough back then. Those people were smart. We're stupid in this country. We just absolutely, we're the most mentally, intellectually atrophied time in the world. The more self-centered time in the world. We are so stupid in this country that we've got beautiful uh, attractive elites everywhere complaining about how boogeymen, invisible forces are trying to kill them. That's how complacent and comfortable we are. We suck, suck this year. God, jerks. I hope I die from COVID. <laughs> I do. I'm out of here. I'm out of oh, here. Speaking of Do what? I get paid if you die from COVID? Yeah, of course. It's the same. Oh, this is Alice. Um, so... I was going to say, um, speaking of which, we have been closely and with concern following the Jeff Kuhner saga, too, mm-hmm. um, which he's still not back on the air, but um, who is it? Nancy Shack? Is that Sandy? Is mm-hmm. that the same person? Yes. Okay. I get confused because Sandy and Nancy aren't the same name, so I don't know why I find that. Confused. I understand. A lot of people in radio have radio names. Oh, Okay. You're just named your name, though. I'm just named my name. <laughs> That's right. Because I didn't get in. I, when I started, when I got I started an intercom, it actually, on the application, said preferred air name. Oh. And I might have actually even filled it out, like with my middle name or something, but I didn't get to have it because I wasn't an on-air person. They were trying to discourage people from having <laughs> they had, flights of fancy. They didn't want the front desk person to have yeah, an on-air right. name. <laughs> I was the uh, male receptionist they had. <sighs> So uh, anyway, um, but good news, he is apparently recovering. He got Delta variant around Christmas time and got, uh, had a pretty- a guy who said very mean things about your husband, I'll have you know. I know, but I still don't want him to die. My goodness. Mm. He's not, right? Yeah, I'm I mean, just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want him to die. Jeez. Um, and so- <laughs> Like I well, I mean, and, 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 yeah, and we don't want them to die. Obviously, of course. Also, what is this crap they've been playing in the mornings on WRKO and other um, iHeart stations? They've been playing on other iHeart stations the same thing. This very generic, um, almost infomercial stuff. If that ain't a sign that they are testing this, right? So anyway, so Sandy. Thankfully, said- I work for a, an upstanding AM radio station and company that would never. Do away with it. Uh, Never dream staff. of going to paid programming all day. 
I don't I wouldn't think they would imagine to ever do that. Um Anyway, so Sandy said apparently today that he got the Delta variant around Christmas time. He got monoclonal antibodies and all the stuff. Uh, and he's apparently recovering and is supposed to be back Monday. This upcoming Monday. <coughs> the 10th. Well, there you go. But they, they still have a deadline to get vaxxed, which is in the middle of this month, maybe the 20th, 20th or so at that station. So right. So go. he says he's still not getting vaxxed. High intrigue though, by the Cune man. But- T-Dog available for fill-in. Remember, <laughs> I get a... Are you send, allowed to fill in there? I could I'd have to ask. Well, I mean, I'd have to ask, but I could actually pull it off now because... It the, doesn't overlap. Although they asked me to fill in last week on their other station, and uh, and I couldn't because, although I was off, you were working, doing stuff, and I couldn't take the mornings off. So I might have burned my bridges with a, with a iHeart, but who knows? That's fine. I'm sure they don't care. Actually, who cares? Anybody who's maybe I'm available for felon. I think you could you could come on with me in in Connecticut. Certainly, pe- people clamor for you. But I'm afraid you'll be scared. Will you be as scared? I don't think I'd be scared. I mean, it's just like talking to me right here. And actually, you'd be talking to me right here. It, be <laughs> it would be exactly the same. Yes, as except this. you'd have. Uh, um, actually, you'd. It would we be... could just move the headphones over, or whatever. Yeah, let's figure out the details right now. <laughs> you know what? Let's. Let's work it out. So here's more Biden uh, stuff. For parents with kids too young to be vaccinated, surround your kids with people who are vaccinated. What the the frig is this dude on? What exactly does that mean? If kids are too... So they must be doing some polling somewhere saying, looking or looking at their base and what's left of their base are men who drink soy lattes and wear masks outside and are happy to do it. So maybe those people who are the, you know what he's talking to? Melrose parents. Right. 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 The parents that are legitimately worried that their four-year-old can't get get vaccinated. Right. So make the four-year-old eat in the daycare outside. (laughs) That's right. While the teacher sips their coffee inside looking out the window at the little freezing children. I was was making fun of uh, Biden on Twitter in his cloth mask on the beach, whatever. <laughs> right. And somebody said, no, these people are creating great examples, and that's great that they're looking out to protect themselves and everybody. Do they? Do people not want to see the information about the cloth masks not working? I guess they don't. I, I don't know. Well, and on top of that, like, it's so funny, this idea of surround your kid with vaccinated people, when right now it seems like every vaccinated person has gotten sick. Right, like, literally every single one. It, so, in, in, so in, in, so he's actually endangering the vaccinated people, the unvaccinated kids, right? He, well, he's because well, un- he's telling you to surround your kids by vaccinated people. But somebody raised a good point that I saw on Twitter, which is that a lot of these big events required either that you be vaccinated or that you test negative prior to entry. So, somebody gave an example on Twitter of like somebody was vaccinated. Right. And they get in the line. They were at an event. It had three lines. It had like, you know, vaccinated, negative test. And there was like one more option. I forgot what it was, but they got in. They were vaccinated, but the negative test line looked shorter. So they thought they'd get in that one and they give you a rapid test right there. And he tested positive. So he turned around and left and came back and got in the vaccinated line. And because he was vaccinated, Mm -hmm. went in. And 
So if a place required a negative test or that you be vaccinated, a lot of these <laughs> vaccinated people could have been vaccinated but positive and gone into events and like infected a bunch of other people if it if because it appears that Omicron it does actually infect uh, vaccinated people pretty readily, even if it's less likely to put them in the hospital, right? Right. Right. Omicron is not effing around. This is uh, this is the gold standard of transmissibility. Uh, yeah, it's pretty darn transmissible. We know people who um, were at a family Christmas party, and I, I'm pretty sure like almost all the people that were vaccinated. And out of the 18 people at the family Christmas party, 16 subsequently tested positive for COVID. So... I mean, they were all vaccinated and Omicron got 16 out of 18 at one event. That's like pretty, I mean, that's, that's like a really powerful, what's the, that attack rate? I don't know what 16 divided by 18 is right now, but it's yeah. a lot. <clears throat> it's like 95% or So something. here's uh, another Joe Biden. This is just, this tells you, this, I, I wonder if people are like just abandoning the West Wing at this point. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. I mean, yeah, this, this is, is this is his entire thing today, especially, and also him thinking it's 2020, reading it like that, or whatever. There is nothing but retread and muscle memory speeches here. This is all well, right. Crap. This is uh, take your grandpa's keys away territory because that's like that's what this reminds me of. Is those conversations like when my mom had to take her dad's car keys away because he was well, like, sure. almost getting it's... in car accidents. And that's like the uncomfortable, like where, you know, the person is still themselves enough that they're going to be offended if anyone says I, anything I, to them. But like, they're just not. I get that, Alice. And the, the fact that he's not able to, to say the right year or they wrote the wrong year and he just read it. But what what worries me is that the, the, the lack of inspiration in his talk today. Like I said, it was all just old retread stuff, sloganeering, his weird t thing to tell kids to keep them away from one. Like all of this, th these are non-starters. The, there's there's nothing good here. It it this all sucks. I mean, you know, he could actually say if he got out there today and said, "We found that the cloth masks don't work," as you've been hearing from public health experts. Right. Um, try to get the N95 masks. We're making those available. That would be a useful tidbit. Of course, they'd catch hell for it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But actually, actually, that would be a measure that could help save lives. But that's not what we're doing here. They were not helping saving lives. By the way, I just, just thought it was funny because while I was previewing these cuts, just kind of listening to them, I was doing it while I was, um, while I was, um, I was, while I was recording my promo for the for the TIC show. Mm-hmm. So I'd been just voice. I was trying to find stuff to say I'm going to talk about tomorrow, though I'm probably not going to talk about it tomorrow. And so I was just listening to these cuts with my mic on because I, you know, you, you hear me. I kind of riff for the promo off of this. You know, mm -hmm. Joe Biden is making this testing happening. Meanwhile, and in Stanford, this is happening. Meanwhile, all this in the next time Shattuck show and WTIC. So anyway, I, while I was listening to this stuff, trying to find inspiration for a promo, my mic was on and I. I just I I didn't know I had done this, but I kind of like it because you can tell how much I just kind of enjoyed the 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 Biden twenty twenty cut. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> ah, that's now see Alice. That's the ultimate. 
me hitting my ultimate uh, moment of total uh, self-indulgence. That is me laughing at me. <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Good one, honey. You know what? Let's just have Tom reaction videos to Biden cuts. That's where the show is going. From well, now. no, you have to have Tom reaction videos and Tom reacting to those. <laughs> Ah, so there we are. Let's see. Um, all right. Do you want to hit the Christina Pusha stuff? By the way, that other voice we heard in the intro was <coughs> our buddy, Bethany, um, Bethany Mandel. <coughs> yelling, but her mic was awful on her on her thing, but she was at her hometown, um, her hometown Board of Ed meeting yelling at the parents. So... That's what you started to hear there. It's pretty, and actually, her her connection was terrible too. By the way, let me tell you something about connections. Mm-hmm. I a few times a day. No, no, not always. During some days, I have a camera here that I connect to the station, and a couple. Sometimes it starts to go out, so I sound garbled to mm-hmm. the to the listeners, and the producer will tell me, Matt or um, or Anthony will tell me. It's sounding robotic, and and uh, and can you restart during the breaks? So, I restart during the breaks and then reconnect, you know, or take a break and reconnect. Right. I want to tell you here something, uh, Alice Shattuck. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's my Comrex whatsoever. I think it's the Comrex back at the station, and we're going through this uh, this exercise because they don't have something that they can really restart. So I think it's performative. You know what? I think my connection is just fine. Fighting for it works other places just fine. We have good internet here, do we not? Supposedly, yeah. What are you looking at? I don't have your attention. I said you said we were going to talk about Christina Pushaw. So oh I'm yes, you should be up. looking that up, Alice. Instead I do. Of I have indulging it. my <laughs> your thing about useful, the comrex? useless aside. It's my my um, yes. Okay, so oh, so go ahead. Uh, uh, um, DeSantis is supposed to give a talk today. This guy for, for the a- media. For the it's a press conference. This guy, this uh, dude came in though. Oh, you know what? I, you know what? I was looking for. I was going to talk about Bethany Mandel, but okay. So, what happens is this dude, uh, Fred uh, Fraser, uh, Ben Fraser, Ben Fraser, who's a a uh, protester. <clears throat> he and his crew go into the briefing room, and he wants to stay there. They the the he's not a media member. And he's an activist, and the and the DeSantis people want him gone. Do you understand that, We sir? have a right to ask questions of the governor, who is a public official, he's an elected official. We should be able to ask questions. I, it's not about the questions, sir. So what is it about? It's about disrupting the press conference. No, nothing already, has been disrupted. We've already had somebody run around in here with a sign, call us QAnon, make fun of everyone. Call us QAnon. Sir, I'm the, not going to do that. I've nothing has been disrupted, sir. You haven't even started a news conference. <laughs> nothing has been disrupted. <laughs> you're, you're, making, you're making provisions for something that has not even happened. Are you claiming that it will not happen? Sir, I'm telling you that you need to conduct your... Let me tell you something What that's happening right here. Mm-hmm. Is that dude, that staffer, is being outclassed by the activist. Mm-hmm. He's, can you tell me nothing's going to happen? Just shut up. Tell the guy to go. 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 Get the cops and launch him. Do you have to negotiate with him? The guy's an activist. He's actually... I do like his voice and his delivery, too. He does have a good voice. Oh, man. The guy he reminds like me of my high school Latin teacher. I like him. Uh, Dr. 
Five Ash. That's right. The late Dr. Five Ash, who we gave a, a nice mention to. Right? I mean, when did we give him a mention? No, I think that we should give him a nice mention. He meant a lot to you and your sister and your friends. He's a great Latin teacher. Correct. He's passed away. Yes. Okay. So he was a great Latin teacher. That's what I said. Okay. Mm, It's a little touchy about five ash. News conference and that the people are here to hold this governor accountable. Yes. We're here to hold the governor accountable. Yes, we are. But there are proper ways to do it. What's the proper way, sir? Not to follow our First Amendment rights? Public expression, sir, is critical. The students, he now... Functioning Come on, dude. This staffer, what are you doing? Yeah. This guy knows that people are rolling on him in the room, that media members see this. He knows he's getting... This is earned media by this guy, Ben Frazier. Uh, and the staffer's letting it happen. Just toss him. Sayonara. Go. Ask for media passes. Whatever. The public doesn't have a right to go to every press conference. You know, I've been to press conferences. They're in places like City Hall, etc. Yes, that's the people's place. No. Yeah, so the- was uh, the Halls of Congress on January 6th was also a public building that was, this is our house, right? Like, that's... Right. Yes, this is a press but, conference. Uh, it's for the press. You're it's- still sometimes not allowed to go in. That's just right. how this works. Right. This governor has stood against our right to protest and to assemble peaceably. It is wrong. There's a lawsuit against it already. And here you are attempting to stop the people from holding this governor accountable. We are here to tell you that I like Ben Frazier. I think we should have to we should ask him if he'll um if he'll do some liners for us. Sure, he'd be a good radio big voice. Oh my goodness, the guy's fantastic. So then they bring in a a more of a heavy, a more senior person to talk to the dude. Well, this is the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and if they've asked you to leave, then that's the case. That's what? Well, if he's with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, I'm not I'm the Department Department of Management. No, he's not with law enforcement. But if they've asked you to leave, if the facilities have asked you to leave, then I think that's the polite thing to do. But we're happy to interact with you guys, but they've asked you to leave. We we appreciate that. This is a public building. Sure. And we don't intend on moving. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the conversation. But again, we'd like to start our press Go ahead. Please. Please do that please until you break. guys leave after ask the request. Please, please go ahead with your news conference. But we can't do that until we've asked you to leave. So why, why, do, we have why do we have to leave? What, what's so private? What's so private? We don't allow the members of the public to come to the press conference. Let me just get this straight. You're having a private news conference. With a public official on we don't public allow members property. Of the exactly. Public to come to our press conferences. This is for members of the media with the elected officials. They have the conversation. If we want to have a separate conversation that you guys want to have, well, here's, here's, here's my question to you. Here's my question. What about your press conferences what that about? at schools where he's had the whole school there and other places but where those, he's had his we, people for security for reasons. The students are allowed in the schools, and so it's. I think it's okay. So. So Ben's wrong. That's dumb. Obviously, you can have your private press conferences. You know, I think if it was somewhere, had it been outside in a public area, then um, I don't think. Well, you probably could shoot. You still can rope off an area and have a press conference that the general public isn't allowed into. That's you know, we're not all allowed. They don't let Tom and Alice Shattuck go interview Saki during the press briefings at the White House. Right. Like we're not. you know, we're members of the media, too, quote, unquote, right? Because a lot of people are like, the First Amendment doesn't differentiate between the press and the public. Like, yeah, I know, but the 
government agencies issue press credentials to who they allow into their press briefings. You can't just all show up. That's one of the rules here. I would say that it's... I don't know if it's necessarily true that government agencies um, always give out press credentials to the press. Well, but I mean, like, you can't... It's the same you need thing whenever you go anyway, to. The idea of you a credential has been, been diminished. We can't go to press briefings at the White House or at the Pentagon or right. any. We're not like you have to go through a process to be allowed into them. Right. They don't just let everybody Do you know in. Well, you were arguing with me, so I don't know what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. What's the problem here? Nothing. I'm just thinking that perhaps, and I love you and I think you're lovely. I think that you're taking an authoritative stance on this when I don't know that you have all that much experience in that particular field. (laughs) I mean, true, but I'm also not stupid. And I know, (laughs) unlike all the people on Twitter who apparently think that like anybody who wants to can just show up to any press conference and ask questions. Right? Correct. I mean, so let me ask you then. Oh, good. You've been in newspapers, oh, about me again. I believe. Good. Yes, I have. <laughs> so wow. believe you Do you want to ask me about this? Favorite. I'm actually ready. Yes, I've actually asked questions um, of the mayor of Boston in a press situation. I've mm-hmm. done editorial boards. I've done interviews. And I've done high-pressure press conferences. Mm-hmm. Like, you held Robert Goodell's feet to the fire. Damn right I did, Alice. Damn right. Talk Roger about, Goodell? Sorry. Roger Goodell. Absolutely. I took him down single-handedly. <sighs> press conference. So true. Thank you. So tell us, what was the process like? Well, I'm glad you asked. That was different. That was a stringent process because they predetermined who gets to ask him questions first. And there was a whole, like, they were like secret service They were, they were, they were tough. So not just everybody could get it. No, hell no, not that one, not that one. I don't. Okay. Even, I don't know. No, so that's no. all I said. Okay. I know, but I wanted to hear me say it. <laughs> okay. So what about other press conferences, honey? Can you tell us about how you got into those important press conferences? Well, you know, I had something called a credential. You know. Oh, which is how very, did you get it? It's a very. Uh, you know, we actually got a private sit down with um, Rand Paul, Alice. How did you get to sit down with Rand Paul? Well, I forged a. Uh, we gave him great coverage in the Herald, in the Herald mm-hmm. Radio, and I and I um, and I uh, had a good um, good rapport with his um, communication guy, who now is a big Trump guy. As a matter of fact, we should uh, see if there's some access to the T Dog. That would be uh, an interesting get, wouldn't it? All right, I'm now willing to share the stage. My solo is done. I'm willing to share the stage with you again. Wow, honey. Oh, wow. Oh, it's not every day I'm in the presence of such fame and importance as in this room. Actually, it is every day that I'm in this room. Yes, it is. In this presence. So, yes, it is. Wow. Wow. Everyone should be so lucky. Here's Ned Lamont today. Uh, in also saying another fake thing. Listen to this. I mentioned that the N95 masks, my understanding is uh, they're not um, sized for kids. So it doesn't work to mandate um, that medical quality uh, mask for them. But I think we're finding that the mask that the kids are wearing is making an enormous difference. And that's untrue, other than unless the difference is damaging them. 
Right. I mean, remember, I keep thinking back to this moment because it just sticks in my head. One of uh, Charlie Baker's press briefings where he would like talk down to us and yell at us all back in late 2020 and stuff. And I just remember when it was probably in like October or November when he waved a mask at us and told us, if we all just wear these for two weeks, we're going to just wipe out this pandemic. It's going to be gone. No oh, my God. I had forgotten. Oh, and I just think back and I'm like. I think, like, how can they still think this? Because they've been predicting this. I mean, do they just, I guess they just think, like, well, not enough people did it, and that's why. Even though, like, everybody wore masks all the time for a really, really, really long time, and COVID didn't go away. So, well, I'm, like, one of these open-minded people who's willing to believe that maybe they do, like, some tiny amount more than zero that's almost undetectable. <laughs> like, I just, there's, you can't walk around and think that masks can wipe out the pandemic, but apparently there's still people walking around thinking that. Jeez, I forgot about that. Every family here in the Commonwealth needs to think long and hard about the well-being of your loved ones before you make your plans. Ugh. Thanksgiving requires folks to act indoor, to eat indoors, to drink and to socialize over an extended period of time and maybe watch a football game or two. Oh, man, I forgot. I, we haven't played him in like a year. I forgot. He, he was continue so to need everyone, and I mean everyone, to think really hard about the consequences of the actions that they take throughout the rest of this holiday season. What an a-hole. And let me just be as clear as I can be about this. In some respects... We're basically begging everyone to stay within their immediate household over the course of this holiday season. Ugh. We're not asking people to do this forever. We're asking them to do it for the next 10 or 12 days. Oh, another two-week period. <laughs> we can have the kind of celebrations we want to have around Christmas and New Year's next year. Oh. But we simply can't afford to have another spike, one of the largest in the United States, take place after the Christmas holiday while we're still dealing with the spike that came from Thanksgiving. When we didn't listen to him for Thanksgiving. When we left on our guard. Our hospitals are now under significant pressure and we're heading toward another period, this holiday stretch when we're likely to see another significant increase in cases and hospitalizations unless everybody plays a very different game than the one we all played at Thanksgiving. <laughs> we what, man, this game. pandemic that we wrought upon the country like this from our bad behavior, my goodness, my goodness. Isn't that interesting? The entire burden. All These the games points. you played with us at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, imagine still thinking that it's like people's fault that there's COVID. I had forgotten about that. Oh, wait. Hang on. At, uh, almost before we go on, I want to grab. was one more I want to grab. This is from the... Uh, this is from the summer... Mm, uh, hold on. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean... Like, on, okay, But talk. there were people predicting... I mean, like... Last summer, predicting that this thing was a regional virus that had to do with the seasons and when people spend time indoors and that it would go from one region to another region. And there were a lot of people freaking out about Florida this summer that thought New England and New York would all be totally fine in the fall and mm -hmm. winter because well they were all so vaccinated and... 
you know, we said it on this show. We said, like, well, hopefully the vaccines will, like, prevent the hospitalizations and deaths. But there's going to be a spike in the winter in the north. Here's Baker in the summer of 2020. I want to thank everyone who marched and exercised their right to free, free speech safely last night. Yep. What happened to Breonna Taylor was a horrible, terrible tragedy. And unfortunately, in our country, too many tragedies like this befall people of color and far too often. F you, dude. Man, man, I can't. I, I, you know, I've been so Connecticut-centric that I've, I forgot. Oh, man. It's too bad because he's a nice guy, but what an a-hole. Ah, all right. So let's see. We got that. And what else do we have here? Else, I think that's. I mean, fortunately, he's turning his attitude now on the people that want to close the schools again. Mm-hmm. Because, for all his faults, I do think that Baker does like try and follow the evidence given to him by the experts. And like the mm-hmm. experts now do say that it's worse for kids to be out of school. Than yeah, anything did you that's see the New York Times piece today? School. No, I didn't. Oh, it's devastating. I don't even know where to, to if I still have it up. But you know, so he has now. He did like stick really hard to all the things Fauci told us to do last year and was a jerk about it. But now the teachers' unions are saying they want schools closed again, and he's saying no and being a jerk about it. So you know, he does. He is kind of an equal opportunity. You know, angry stick to the facts, stick in the mud. So, you know, hey. Yeah. Maura Healy's going to be worse, I can tell you that. Yeah, no doubt about that. Let's go to Bethany Mandel, our friend here. Uh, Maura Healy's going to be a a nightmare. But if the if the people of Massachusetts want that crap, then whatever. You don't think they're going to want that crap? Uh, probably they will because it's the wrong thing. Ten yeah, months from now, she's going to be elected. And you need to begin when you're ready. Bethany Mandel. Thank you. Um, All of you know who I am because I have been on all of your cases for the last year and a half. The reason for that is because you have made me care. When I go into a supermarket with my children, people harass them about wearing masks, regardless of disability, regardless of anything. This is the, um, in Maryland where she lives, the city council. What you are doing today is discussing not moving the goalposts, but removing them. You do not understand your role as politicians. You are not here to protect me. I can protect myself. My children can protect themselves. You have followed absolutely no data at all throughout this pandemic. All you have done is talk for two years. (laughs) All you have done is talk. We are not in March 2020. We understand how to protect ourselves. And by the way, it's not with cloth masks. Thank you very much, Michael Ginsburg. And it is not through mask mandates. Look at all of the data all around our county. It is not different in our county. We are the outliers. When you are keeping this mask mandate forever and indefinitely, which is what you're doing, we all understand what you're doing. You will be hearing from me every two weeks. I understand that you will be passing this. I understand how this county works, and I understand how this council works. You do not care to hear from me. Well, guess what? You will continue to hear from me until I can go into a supermarket without people screaming at my six-year-old. I don't I don't understand why you can't read data, why you can't read information. I have a whole little, whole little thing to read. I'm not doing it because you don't care. You do not care to listen. Evan, I'm very sorry that I'm bothering you and that this is boring, 
but you're going to continue to hear from me. And Revive Montgomery County, which is my group that I've started, do you think I have time for this? Do you think I want to be doing this? No. What we will be doing is making sure none of you people are sitting here when we have the opportunity to vote you out. Hans, I'm sorry to bother you while you're on your phone. You will not be elected <laughs> county executive because this has shown us that you are completely incompetent. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, she took down Hans. Hans gets the kill shot there. Good for <laughs> Bethany Mandel. Oh, Bethany Mandel also attacked by Facebook this week. She's oh. on the board of this children's book company that uh, right. they uh, they publish. It's sort of like if you know the Who Was books that are everywhere where they're like about historical figures. They're about like United States historical and political figures. Mm-hmm. But instead of like ones of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, they have like Amy Coney Barrett and Thomas Sowell and stuff. And you can. Yeah. Reagan and uh, John Wayne. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean. That's, it's a children's book company. That's neat. And uh, Facebook turned off their ads account and wouldn't let them advertise anymore um, because it said the content wasn't didn't follow their content guidelines or whatever. And uh, then eventually, like Fox News wrote about it. Everyone was writing about it. And Facebook was like, oops, this was a mistake, even though they'd already appealed it and been rejected. So if it was a mistake, you know, it's it's frustrating because it's like if you're a big enough company and a big en- and have names big enough associated with you that they can get the attention of Fox News and you can get like Brit Hume tweeting about it at you know people that he knows who are right. execs at Facebook then that you can get enough attention on it to get the decision reversed because like the voices are loud enough that it gets heard but how many smaller companies Facebook ad accounts were turned off. How many smaller businesses and lives were ruined because Facebook made a decision that they rejected the appeal and it was a, quote, mistake that Facebook tends to make only to certain groups of people. And, you know, and they had no way to get the word out that fa- to get Facebook to reverse it because there wasn't a loud enough outrage about it. Right. No, you know, people are pushed around. This is d- disgusting. This is This is going to be a damaging thing for this country. And you're going to see, and people wonder why people on the right are so amped up and so sick of being, but why are they so upset? Why are they acting so upset? Why was Brett Kavanaugh so sensitive today? Well, you guys have provoked and instigated and harassed, harangued, and bullied so many Americans for so long. Here's the Hill today, Alice, the Hill newspaper. Mm-hmm. A giddy uh, headline today. Star prosecutor who campaigned against mandates dies suddenly of COVID at 46. Yes, a woman who was a lawyer at 46, happened to be the Republican, was against mandates, Alice. Mm-hmm. So she had it coming, died of COVID. Yeah, high five. How gross, how ghoulish of these dark-souled people to say something like this. To make a headline like that? Yeah, it's psychotic. They're they're nuts. And they're yeah. not- but the same idiots, Alice, the same people who st- told us and t- t- talked about their credentials and what Ivy League schools they went to and what important work they did, Esquire, whatever, at town meetings who said, and it's been proven that cloth masks work, so we should be doing it, who now are totally exposed, 
as liars, which we always knew, they're seeing this, the really good people, they absolutely mm-hmm. have lawn signs, they're seeing this and saying, yeah, that's great. I'm a really good person, so good that I get to laugh at the dead bad person. Right. It's, uh, yeah, they're not okay. And then in the meantime, we have this. This has, this is from a relatively small Twitter account, but it has 130,000 likes on it. Uh, this guy goes, hard question. Would you agree to a true lockdown for two weeks to end the pandemic? So the a tweet from yesterday, by That's the way. That's too good. So, That's too good. So, you know what? We should maybe try it, I think. <laughs> I bet, honey, if we got everybody to stay home and hashtag save lives for some amount, say two weeks, we could maybe just stop the pandemic in its tracks cold. You know what the funny thing is, Alice? <laughs> that would take us into 2024. <laughs> the last year of the Biden administration, if we did that. But it's like, how can, it's like with the masks, like how Baker had said, like, if you all wear these for two weeks, the pandemic will go away. They really think just like they haven't locked down for two weeks hard enough. <laughs> like, all right. you know what? We must have like not quite locked down properly last time. One more try, guys. Two weeks right now. We've got this. Like, I, I just don't see how at this point. And I'm one of these crazy people that, like, I think the initial two weeks probably was needed because we didn't have stuff and we didn't have hospital capacity and we needed to, like, buy a little time. Like, we had no tests. We had no conception that it was all over the place already. If you look at those initial spikes of deaths in states like Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, (coughs) back in, you know, March, April 2020, that's not, it's, even these case spikes, other places that look so high, we're not seeing nearly as many deaths. I, I still honestly believe we needed those initial couple weeks for them to ramp stuff up. But then after that, it immediately became pointless because you can't stop the disease. You can just buy yourself a tiny bit of time. You know, that's... But, but the idea that there are still people that believe that we can somehow magically get to zero COVID if we all wear cloth masks and stay home right. for two weeks is like, I don't... We've got to do better. It Can't just, let our guard down. It's like, it reminds me of the groups that like think the world is ending on a specific date and they like all get all ready yes. and they like do the whole thing and they sell their house and they like <laughs> give away all their stuff and they like gather in their spot with their you know end times preacher and the date comes and they're all still here and then they just like pick a new date like how many times can you do it before you stop believing the guy i don't get it alice i want to give a shout out to uh todd on twitter uh at at, he's been a listener a long time at uh, t f i o r a v yeah i think that's the our listener who uh complained about your uh pain don't hurt episode what mm-hmm. whoa betide you todd he, he turned us on to diana zicklin berent who's fantastic she had tweeted this is just two days ago my husband took my kids to eat indoors at a restaurant tonight and shows her steam over her head and angry she says OMG, I've been out of town for two weeks, and he just admitted to taking them to dinner outdoors every period, effing period, night. I don't know whether to be angry. Outdoors? Indoors. I don't know whether to be angry or cry. And then she, of course, the world said, what the frig is wrong with you? (laughs) 
And people know that there's like people going to restaurants all the time now. Everyone is like all normal people go out to eat all the time now. The restaurants are open. We go to them. Right. She's a person who's lost her mind. She's part of this um, (laughs) mass formation psychosis. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's incredible. The people who just need, but it's everywhere. It's not just her. It's everywhere. And she also, the, of course, the internet went after it. They found her a picture of her with Katie Couric having lunch, like, this year. So, okay, okay. It's so interesting how we're, this is such a retractable thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but people are nuts. Wait. What? Please. Our episode's not even, like, done. Okay, well, we're 50 minutes into it, Alice. I don't know what you got in your laundry list, homie. Well, I was almost done, but I... I was had more to say on the topic of people being nuts um, because uh, there's also been all this like testing stuff with the lines with the testing. I mean, in terms of like people still being stuck to policies from March of 2020 and not having updated any of their information to like knew what would be useful policies now at this stage of the pandemic. Um, we still don't have remotely enough tests and mm-hmm. everyone's freaking out and you can't buy rapid tests anywhere and people are waiting in insane long lines mm-hmm. everywhere. So this was like this weekend in a Facebook group I'm in and somebody asked, what time do you have to make it to this nearby testing site to get tested? How early do you have to get there? Thanks in advance. One person said, today it was closed for additional people at one thirty, and it didn't open until 2 o'clock. That's it didn't open until two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So that's when the line was full. All the people were in line by one thirty that they could test for the whole day. One person goes, my mom got in line at 1230 and is just reaching the last U of the line now, about six hours later. <laughs> Edited to add, she was turned away after reaching the last leg. <laughs> it is unconscionable to make people wait six plus hours to be tested, only to be turned away. Somebody said 1030. Somebody said, unless you're sick, I don't think I would wait that long. Somebody else replied, I got there at 1130 today and got tested at 505. <laughs> no wonder nobody's at their jobs anywhere. <laughs> No matter, no wonder there's not enough snow plowers and shovelers in Virginia on uh, Route 95 to and clear out. And that's everywhere. I mean, it was in Connecticut, too. I was looking at the Connecticut news for you this morning, too, and there was, like, all these stories of people mm. waiting at drive through testing sites for hours and hours in lines, just sitting in their cars, waiting for someone to tell them if they have COVID or not. I, like, I've never heard of such a well, thing. Well, if you don't have to have a job where you have to be tested and you're not sick, why would you get tested? I mean, so one of the people in the Connecticut line had to, her husband just recovered from COVID, so she needed to visit him at the rehab place, a COVID test, which makes no sense on the part of the rehab place, because if he just recovered from COVID, it doesn't matter if his wife has COVID or not. If she comes to visit him, he's immune, at least for now, right? But I don't know anymore. Uh, <laughs> anything. I, so, is anybody immune? Is... I don't know. So anyway, but so but I understand at least why if that's their policy, why she would wait in the line if she wants to see her husband. I'd wait in the six hour line for you to see you. Well, right. I mean, like if I had if that's what I had to do, I guess I would do it. With the honesty of of your entire heart, Alice, do you think that I would do the same? No, I absolutely (laughs) do not think you would. You would not wait in line for 20 minutes to see me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 
<laughs> if you saw six people in front of you, you would turn around and walk out the door. Uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's not personal. You know that. You know that. There's no well, one. but now also I have financial incentive to not get you medical aid. <laughs> I mean, right? I guess so. I guess so. I My worry is that Jane will somehow have me prosecuted seconds after you die just for just to an stick abundance, you of with caution, the health insurance, abundance of caution. Or the life insurance, rather. Yes. Oh, Jane is Alice's sister, by the way, guys, if you're wondering. She's a lawyer and in the know with the authorities. Yeah, she's suspicious of uh, people who take it. I mean, she does do a true crime podcast, mm -hmm. so, you know, she's suspicious of spouses who take out large life insurance policies exactly. on each other and, and, then, older, fatter, and then mysteriously die. Fatter bullies uh, <laughs> who obviously have some kind of spell on uh, on younger uh, wives. Yeah. Do you remember she know. called looking for you and then... Uh, oh, she called. That's right. She wasn't. That's right. She need, she did a wellness check on you because you weren't answering the phone, and the obviously go to explanation was that I had killed you, which I understand actually. I'm not actually violent and would never kill anybody, but I do understand her thinking and her suspicions. I'm right there with her. You would feel the same. Yeah, if I had some, my little sister was married to that guy, I'd be like, man, who knows what that dude's capable of? He could have eaten her. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the only people who apparently have waited in their cars longer than the people waiting to get COVID tests are the people in Virginia. Who... Okay, are we... Okay, are we... I just wanted to briefly mention this because, well, first of all, it's an incredible whole thing that everybody was stuck on the highways in Virginia for, like, more than 24 hours mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. Including my guy, Jim DeFeedy. Good morning from Interstate 95. The sun got up about, I don't know, maybe about 45 minutes ago. I've been stuck just south of Quantico, Virginia uh, on I-95 for at least 15 hours. I've been in the car for 20 hours and there is absolutely no sign that this is gonna change anytime soon. Uh, this is a complete parking lot, I-95, and the road is just nothing but ice. Now, I don't know who's in charge, but somebody <laughs> better do something because there are cars and families just trapped here this entire time. And nobody seems to be caught. I haven't seen a state trooper in at least 12 hours. That's the last time I saw a trooper. I haven't seen a tow truck in at least 14 hours. There is nothing moving on Interstate 95. It is a parking lot. And it's not very nice outside. Right now, according to my uh, car, it's, it's cold, in other words. It's cold. People are running out of gas. Mm -hmm. People ha have medical needs. People haven't eaten. People don't have anywhere to go to the bathroom. It's a disaster. Uh, a few thoughts. One is um, pack a an emergency bag in your car. Put it in under the floorboards or in the trunk or wherever and forget about it. You know, put in a first aid kit, some cans of SpaghettiOs, a case of bottled water, Seriously, it, I'm serious. It, is this a PSA? And a first aid kit. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Don't prep for the end of the world, but not throw a little prep bag in your car. Do it. Just do it. Thank me later. Okay. You know what? I distance myself from that. I have say, an no. emergency bag in your car. Just this is what that happens, Alice. Okay. A after hour three, Tom Shattuck gets up and walks to his destination. You get out of the car, say, Sayonara car, find a bar. <laughs> Have a night, get a motel, maybe walk back the next day. 
I cannot imagine being in my car. For like for, 29 hours waiting no, for somebody to come for 20, you. What is this? There is a yeah. time where you call it a night and say, I am out of here. Yeah, but it might be tough if you have like little kids in Virginia. They're not used to snow. They might not have like the winter weather gear like on mm. their kids with them in the car where they feel comfortable like heading out into the snow with like their three-year-old who's in the car with them or something. I we'll mean, like, be at a place people... called the Command Post Sports Bar in Quantico, Virginia. There's people... Sam's Inn Restaurant. Oh, that's great. There's Sam's people Restaurant. stuck with kids and stuff. I mean, it's a... So my second point after the like get a bug out bag in your car first of all you say bug out bag yeah what but is that whatever I, can I cover it with you later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I might feel like I have a right to know now <laughs> my second point is what's a bug out bag Jesus. uh so your friend what else is in your life that I don't know your about friend, <laughs> your friend Jonah Goldberg by the way uh cast the blame for this disaster at the feet of Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Oh. Yeah, I know. But he didn't know. He, he shot and missed. He didn't I know. I know. But anyway. And he didn't castigate Glenn Youngkin. He said that he... He needed to get out there. Right. To get out there would be a good time. Uh, but... How did you learn about a bug out bag? I just know stuff. How do you know that? What do you mean? Do you guys know about a bug out bag? I had no idea. A bug out bag. Wow. What else anyway. is there? <laughs> so... Can I, you don't. How you're not you're, interested how in my stuff. How come you're so coy about this? That now you're not telling me. You're not interested in my stuff. I'm interested in your bug out bag now, and you're trying to move right along. <laughs> Can we cover? We'll prepping? take it off. We'll I take just it off want, we're at 59 minutes into the episode, Tom. I'm just trying to cover the main points of the story before we sign off here. My other point is, uh, what do you think the chances are that if a certain Donald Trump were president, uh, we would have the same? narrative from the media that this is just a natural disaster and no one's to blame and my goodness <laughs> uh, no if, if trump were president he would be personally responsible for every trapped child on a highway in virginia of course of course not to mention whoever his transportation was it oh, oh it was mitch mcconnell's wife wasn't it oh yeah yeah transportation <laughs> secretary would definitely elaine, Chan, chow. elaine chow yeah, yeah. um that they would definitely definitely have heard about it from no you know doubt. in the press briefing everywhere else they would have been held completely responsible for this there would not have been like the radio silence that no. you're seeing terror from the in the snow it would be all <laughs> sorts of trump's things. america right may i that's proceed all that's all i had thank you i'm sorry that you feel that i don't rate <laughs> enough to uh to know about bug out bags. I don't you know, want just you to know I, about my bug out bag you know, or where I'm going I, when I, I... I took your uh, knowing about press conference merit badge away <laughs> in the middle of the show when you were being very uppity, young lady, about press conferences. Okay, go ahead. Play the music. You can find us on Twitter. You can explain to Tom all about stuff about bug out bags and things if you want on Twitter. What life did you live where you were doing this? Is this where you got ink, Alice? <laughs> Is this during those days where you got ink? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm not Alice has one of those I'm not gonna one of those early two thousand uh, whale tail tramp stamps Stop. in her lower back. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this relationship is either very unhealthy or very healthy. I'm not sure which one. Um. Where even? Doesn't matter. 
We're on Twitter, Facebook, burnbarrelpockets.com. Write us an email. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.